This is Pillars of Franchising with my co-host, Ray Pillar, and I'm Fred McMurray. How are you doing, Ray? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Fred? What do you mean, co-host? I'm, okay. I don't know. That's not like work for me. So, are you excited about, are you excited next week? I am. No one else knows why, but... No, no, but I can't wait to get to Phoenix, to tell you the truth. It's going to be fun. Uh, but anyway, to... we need to introduce today's today's guest. Wait, today's guest. wait, before we do that, before we do that, okay. Okay. for those of our listeners, next week is going to be a super special show. We're going to be at the Molly Maid Convention in Phoenix, and we're going to broadcast live there and make everybody we can talk to us over two hours. So be sure to listen in next week for Pillars of Franchising, the Molly Chronicles. Take it away, Ray. Ooh. <laughs> you so like the Molly like Chronicles there? Hey, Molly Chronicles, that sounds nice. That's a good it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So, can I introduce today's guest? Yes, now you can. I, I, I'll, I'll no longer stop you from introducing today's guest. Okay, today's guest is Kathy Goring, and Kathy is the president of Ann Michaels and Associates. And how are you doing, Kathy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. And, and t- tell us about uh, Ann Michaels and Associates. What, what exactly do you guys do? We do um, evaluations of the customer experience for our clients, ranging throughout all industries. Um, we do that through mystery shopping, customer feedback, uh, mobile surveys, and employee feedback as well. Wow. So employee feedback. Ooh, yes, employee feedback. I was going to say, so (laughs) effectively what you kind of do is help franchisees um, see their business through their customers' eyes? Would you say that? Exactly. Yes, that's, that's that's a great phrase. That is exactly what we do. And many times... You know, as a client, you're focusing on, uh, or as a as a, a brand, you're focusing on so many things, especially for a franchisee. You know, training, um, you know, making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, what happens when they leave there at the end of the day, what happens around closing time, what happens around opening time. Those types of things we can evaluate by sending in uh, shoppers, you know, at a specific time of day to make sure that everything is still going as smooth as it would be if the owner was right there in the store. That is really one of the best ways to use mystery shopping. And, um, you know, we use it as a training training process, not as a big brother, you know, oh, my goodness, you messed up on this and this and this. What are you doing? You know, we don't um, – you're not going to change employee behavior that way. So, uh, we like to stand the positive and recommend that to our clients and use it as a training tool and um, actually show it to them. Uh, I hear a lot of people sometimes nowadays don't want to show it to the employees, and I don't think that that's the best idea. I think if employees know that they're um, being mystery shopped from time to time, that, you know, it's 
it's just good to show them what they did really well and what they could use some improvement on or even reward them if they get 100% mystery shop. Absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's absolutely the fantastic way of getting or tweaking uh, your customer service. Yes. I know that uh, we here in, in my franchise, we monitor um, the calls that come in and we monitor and listen to how our employees answer the phone. Uh, we 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 don't mystery shop, but we do uh, talk to our clients and ask them how our things are going and make sure that uh, our everything is going the way they expect them to go. And and that's another thing too is uh, client expectations need to be monitored yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And you need to so, you need to listen to what your customers are experiencing when they come into your place of business, whether that be in person or over the phone, you know, because that person, that first employee that interacts with them, that is your brand to the customer. That's right. You know, the customer. Mm-hmm. And it could it's be a cover of the book. impression or bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if I'm understanding this right, if I'm doing mystery shopper uh, programs in order to monitor, to see what my customers are seeing, this would tend to, at least in my head, it seems to indicate that it would increase, if I'm, if I'm doing this and I'm following through on the information I get, this would seem to decrease the number of bad reviews a company gets an increased number of good reviews? Yes, exactly right. It should. (laughs) There's a a saying out there that says what gets measured gets done, and I think it was um, Walmart's founder coined that phrase, and it's true still today. um, Mm -hmm. You know, if you are making sure that everything is going right in your place of business, then that that customer is less likely to go to sites like Yelp or Google to give you a, you know, a bad review um, mm-hmm. because they have a bad experience. So it, it does cut down on, um, you know, dissent and uh, social media. It's a great, um, great program to have to make sure that you're on track. And there's a lot of different so, ways in which we do it. We send in different demographics. We have a database of 300,000 across the U.S. of mystery shoppers from all walks of life. It's not just the, you know, the woman that's in her 50s and wants to do something part-time, and that's kind of the stereotype. But we have all kinds of shoppers um, from all walks of life. We've done work for lawyers. We've done work for business-to-business. So it's a lot different than it used to be. So I think most people think of a mystery shopper. They think of someone going into the local grocery store and and Mm -hmm. buying products, you know. At least that's what I think of. And I I really never thought of it from a standpoint of, of, uh, you know, you can, you can also mystery shop all kinds of products and services, not just uh, not just products. That's right. Uh, we can even 
you know, you can even send a couple of mystery shoppers in at the same time and, and um, you know, if it is a grocery store scenario and and hit every single department uh, in that store, which is hard to do in the grocery store, especially when you think about all the employee interactions you could have in all the different departments. And that's a pretty big um, mm-hmm. And now we're starting to get into, we're seeing a um, comeback in video mystery shopping um, and then really? audio recorded mystery shopping. But mo- Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, because the technology has evolved to the point where it's making it easier and easier to do. Uh, back in the day, we would actually put cameras in, hidden small little cameras in a buttonhole on a shirt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ellen Ellen Funt is back. Do you remember that show? No. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. And I was oh, glad you yeah. said buttonhole. You're on. You mean you're yes, on candy camera? camera. Yeah, candy camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it was a great show. It was, it was a great show. I was worried when you said you'd put cameras in. Button, and I was glad to hear the word button because otherwise that just took a whole different meaning on to it. Never mind. Um, I, I, I think that's phenomenal when, because, you know, you looked over the last couple of years and one of the things that we've been preaching is that everybody that everybody is in a company is responsible for customer service and business development because you look at the video of somebody being beaten up and dragged off an airplane, and these are all people that didn't think they had to do customer service. And mm-hmm. and United dropped business there. So I think with the, the video stuff, I think that's real cutting edge again, even though, absolutely, like yeah. Ray said, Candid Camera was 40 years ago, which Ray just told us how old he and I are. <laughs> and me too. I knew it too. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All the young people so, will Google it and try to. <laughs> amen. When I get comments on my name, and I tell people I don't have three sons, but I have three daughters, and half the crowd cracks up, I tell the young folks, "Don't worry, you're young. Go Google it." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I can certainly see how uh, videoing that would be uh, especially important because body language uh, has a lot to do with how we communicate these days. I mean, you could say the same words, and it could take two opposite meanings just by uh, body language. That's you know, true. So, it, yeah, if you, yeah, if you're selling cars, for for example, you know, I think body language has a lot to do with it. Because uh, people uh, people do read that they do that you know I know I do and really that was used a lot um, back in the day for apartment selling and uh, new home mm-hmm. sales um, oh sure and, but now restaurants are doing it um, yeah. retail stores it's more expensive of course to do because there's quite a bit of labor involved in it. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, here and there, um, it is definitely worth the money, I think, to be able to really see it. Mm-hmm. Well, can you imagine being waited on by someone who you know, walks up to your table with their hands folded across, across them and 
you know, basically saying, I'm your waiter today, how can I help you? With their arms folded across their chest, you know, you would say, well, gee, I'm not sure how you could help me. <laughs> I'm just happy that they come up and talk to my, take my order. Half the time I can't get that done. I'm okay, however they well, come up, as long as they come up and have That's because they know you, Fred, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that old uh, service of, you know, coming in and saying, hey, Fred, you're back. Would you like this to be your regular? <laughs> no, I want food this time. I don't want to have to walk out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So on a slightly more uh, serious topic, um, I noticed that you do compliancy with liquor and tobacco. Um, yes. Is there a big call for that? There is. There is a big call for that. In fact, um, we do that for a um, grocery store chain in the Chicago market. Actually, we've been doing that uh, liquor compliance and tobacco compliance for them for, I mean, I think about 18 of our 20 years that we've been in existence because wow. they found that when they do get, get you know, um, a sting operation on them uh, at a local level, uh, they are able to show to the judge, you know, we do do, you know, this mystery shopping. We are trying to be proactive in, um, you know, making sure that we're not selling and so forth. And um, it's been, you know, it's been proven by them that, you know, the judge is a little bit more lenient situation because they understand that there's a program that exists. They're trying to take care of the problem and um, monitoring it. And what they'll do is they'll put the stores on a certain list and then they rotate them in and out depending on how well they do on the mystery shops. Mm. So a store so, has to, to have gotten, you know, 100% uh, where they've done everything they're supposed to do over the course of four or five months and then they're off the list. All right. So along that compliancy um, path, given that I'm in California and um, out here, thanks to the uh, people voting, I don't know, last year, year before, um, cannabis compliance is becoming an issue. Are you going to be branching out into doing that type of compliance Tracking? I mean, we certainly could do that. Uh, we have not done that yet. I do know that there is one mystery shopping company who has um, gotten very much involved in that industry. Um, we haven't had that yet, but I, I see it happening as it grows across the state, you know, which I, I think it will. Um, well, yeah, from what I'm told, it yeah. grows pretty much everywhere, but, you know. Um, oh, no, sorry, again, well, that's a whole different topic. But, you know, specifically for compliance purposes, um, that would be an interesting one. You would actually want to be measuring what they're giving you, right, because that's what the compliance around that is. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of medical, so... Yeah, yeah medical, making sure the education is provided. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So we'll, we'll we'll jump from compliancy to another thing you offer. From what I've seen, is competitive intelligence. 
So tell us about that. Basically, that's mystery shopping your competitor. So, um, for example, I could tell you about a recent one that we just did. Um, we work with an online um, loan originator, and they wanted to see um, what was what compliance procedures were, um, you know, being offered from their competitors. So we did a a huge project with um, mystery shoppers applying for credit online, and um, we were able to see, our client was able to see the differences between all of the companies and themselves um, regarding, you know, what they require if you're self-employed, what they require if you're a W-2 employee, et cetera. Uh, so that was, a, that was a really very interesting project. It's all, they're always interesting. But keeping check on your competition is something everybody should do. And hiring a third party to do it is a great way to do it because we are, you know, we're not, we don't have a bias one way or another. When we set it up, we don't let the shoppers know who the client is. So they have no idea which one is actually our client. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We like to do yeah. it that way. So that we actually sometimes would have them rank the um, companies, you know, based on ex- their experience across multiple um, businesses. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of ways. We've had interviewing the shopper once. That was a really cool thing to do, too, where the shopper was the only one that went around to different senior living places and then went back and actually met with the clients and with one of our staff members, and they went over everything, and they were able for an hour to sit there and just talk to the shopper and say, well, you said in your report this and this. Why did you have that impression? So that's a cool thing, too, that, that people don't think about when they think of mystery mm-hmm. shopping. There's so many things you can do with it nowadays. That So um, as, as an individual, someone could hire you to do the senior, like the senior places. Right. As an individual, not necessarily a company, but an individual. Well, I mean, sometimes they want one shopper to do all of it so that they can get just one person's perspective mm-hmm. versus, you know, normally if it's a regular mystery shop and there are no stipulations like that, then we just will send in various shoppers to conduct them. We won't necessarily use the same shopper for multiple locations. And we, what we do is we like to know what the business problem is. You know, what is it that you're, what is it that you have? What is it? that you're concerned with, um, you know, in terms of competitive intelligence, that's a different thing altogether, and that's pretty obvious in, you know, um, how you would, would set that up. But it's a good, it's a good way to um, take a look at what, how you perform versus your competition, and it's good for, to share with employees even. Oh, sure, sure. You know? I, I think one of the reasons, one of the reasons that uh, we have a low turnover here in our company is we we try to involve our employees with you know decisions that are being made for the company, and I think that helps. That's great. That makes them feel oh feel God. some ownership. Absolutely, that's really good. So, well, what and, I was uh, going to say was, 
uh, in the LinkedIn workshop I was teaching earlier today, I taught people how to go anonymous and stalk their competition. So it appears that you're doing the same thing but with other people, which is really cool. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I was doing a little uh, uh, looking on LinkedIn, and I noticed there's a company called eChatter. Is that part of Ann Michaels, or is that something separate? Uh, that is part of Ann Michaels. Uh, back in 2007, we began to monitor um, what was being said about our clients on the web and in social media. And... Um, we just saw that with Yelp reviews and so forth that this was going to become a thing. <laughs> so we thought we had better, you know, investigate how we can get our arms around this so that we can monitor this because this is part of what the customer experience is and, you know, the reviews and so forth that are online. And, um, I mean, it just has exploded, as everybody knows. Yeah. Each other is something... What we actually, when we were doing social media monitoring for reputation management, we had a couple of attorneys call us and ask if we could do um, background checks on individuals through social media. And then that got us mm. thinking, like, wow, there's a need for this, um, for jury vetting, for example. So that's where uh, each header was born. Each header is mm. a social media background check. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly right now we we work with, detectives um, and so forth because, you know, people say and do a lot of things publicly online. Mm -hmm. You would be surprised. Oh, no. I'm not too surprised because I, I've heard of <laughs> people uh, not getting a job because of their social media, uh, uh, what they're posting in social media about uh, their social life, you know. And, and to this day, uh, people seem to be surprised that employers will actually, you know, get on Facebook and take and try to find the prospective employee and uh, do a little research on them. I don't know why they're surprised about it, but they they, they, they certainly are. And that's you know, it, it's really interesting. Rule number one: really Don't post anything on, on social media. I was going to say, rule number one, don't post anything on social media that either your grand grandparent or your grandkid wouldn't shouldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, and, you know, as far as employment goes, I mean, there's, there's definitely some um, compliance with that, too. You're really, you know, legally you're supposed to let um, a candidate know that you're going to be looking at their social media before you actually look at it. <laughs> not that that's done. <laughs> it, 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 no, even, even, but when you think about it, if they already have, and once it's out there, you know, once your life is out there uh, you know, in, in the cloud, there's no way you can pull it back anyway. <laughs> you know, so it, you know, they could say, yeah, we're going to look at social media, and then probably the prospective employees thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, because they can't, oh, okay. you know, they just can't pull it down. No, I know. And you try to teach that to, to kids, you know, that are in middle school already, even in high school, of course, that, you know, the colleges yeah. are looking at it now, too, so. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, sure. knows everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And no well, one knows how to keep stuff quiet. No. Yeah. No, I, I know a lot of people tell me, oh, I'm not going to give you my email because I'm going to keep it private. And I, I think to myself, as soon as you opened up your browser, your life is an open book. <laughs> they don't need the email anymore. No. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> and then they wonder why they're seeing the retargeting ads, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. How did they know I was just looking at that dishwasher? <laughs> All of a sudden, now, no matter what side I go on, that dishwasher's right in front of me. Keeps on popping up right there. <laughs> yep. Whether you want it to or not. <laughs> yep. But that's but uh, uh, part of the uh, customer world we live in now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This all plays into it, though, you know, and that's why it's so important mm-hmm. to keep track of your your reputation online, whether you're business mm-hmm. or a person, really. You just never know what's out there and unless you periodically check it. That's true. So that's very true. on a slightly different topic, you are also the president of the Social Media Research Association, are you not? Yes. We Tell us about that, that organization. Um, yeah, I started that a year ago uh, as a way to bring together um, market researchers and social media specialists to try to join forces around all of the social media data that's out there currently and to, um, you know, distinguish best practices and so forth on how that that information should be used. Um, We have been an association now for one year, and uh, we're we're really pleased with uh, the progress we've made with it all. Um, Education is front and center for our association because uh, not everybody understands what social media research is, but it includes (laughs) a lot of things. You know, like monitoring, social media monitoring, listening. You know, there's so much being said out there that now, for example, you can actually track emojis through certain software platforms, and you can also track images. So I just went to a seminar that was really cool, but uh, the software that uh, was being promoted there could actually take like Pizza Hut pizza and an image of Coca-Cola and tell the you know set that scan up in the software platform that they that you know we want to see every single image that has both of these pictures in it a picture of Pizza Hut pizza and a picture of Coca-Cola and the software <laughs> is able to produce that I mean it's really crazy but that can teach, um, you know, Coca-Cola and Pizza Hut a whole heck of a lot about what people are saying about those two in combination, you know, all kinds of things. Where are they eating it, you know, primarily? Uh, mm-hmm. Are they with friends? Are they, you know, that kind of thing. So it's all going in a real interesting place, and there certainly is a lot to learn if you know how to listen the right way. 
um, so, you know, like you were talking about LinkedIn, that's one of the mm-hmm. things I just covered in in a um, in our new e-learning series at the association is how to spy on your competitors online, and LinkedIn is certainly one of those places. Mm, um, yes, that you can, and <laughs> like you said, but privacy—you have to make sure your settings are right first. If you want to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's almost impossible these days. Oh, I know. I mean, with, yeah, with the proper research, you can find out who's doing what. Yes. But, yeah, the anonymous, and that's what actually I was talking to some of the folks about is, that, you know, why, my question was, why would you go into anonymous mode? And no one hit it, and I said, basically, stalk your client or your customers, or, sorry, your competitors and your clients, too, but... You know, that, that that's how you find out what they're doing, what you need to be aware of, the, what I would call competitive intelligence. But we went through that one earlier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of um, a lot of aspects to that competitive intelligence so, topic, for sure. Who who jo- joins the association? Would we Ray as a research. franchisee? Um, I'm not sure if uh, Ray as a franchisee would. We we would have more, um, you know, marketing folks. Uh, Be more like a friend. People for sure. <laughs> huh? Be more like a friend that would join. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the social media space um, mm-hmm. for franchise E, uh, and you're re- responsible for all of it, yeah. As an individual member, that would be um, a great way to go because you'll learn things um, from the association. Yeah, but Ray would claim there's nothing for me to learn or I'm unwilling to admit that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that coming out of your mouth next, Ray? (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Uh, cracking me up, cracking me up. Um, so I got another question for you. I've noticed that you're on some of your profiles it says North Carolina, um, and some of your profiles it says Naperville. Where do you live? Your, um, you did your due diligence, that's for sure. I found Downers Grove, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Downers Grove South well, High we, School. Well, that's where I went to high school. Yep, I'm a Chicago girl. Been born and raised there, uh, but we moved to uh, North Carolina. Actually, it's a border. We're at the border, over the border of North Carolina and South Carolina, but nobody knows our town, so we just say we're in Charlotte. That's what everybody says in our town. Oh, sure. Um we're in, I'm in South Carolina, but we're 30 minutes from Charlotte, and I've been here eight years now. But our our home office is still in the Chicago area, um, and I have a vice president of operations who lives in the Chicago area, and she um, handles our clients and so forth from that neck of the woods. And um, I did, too, up till the last eight years, and then I came moved down to the Carolinas, and I've been here for quite a while enjoying this wonderful weather. 
Yeah. Ah, the weather are raising my favorite topic. <laughs> he hates me <laughs> because I share pictures of the ocean, and I laugh when he shares pictures of snow. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's funny. I, I enjoy the. We actually have weather here in the Midwest. And I mean, in Southern Cal, there is no weather. It's just I'm on the Central Coast. Oh, it's the same, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We had four days of rain last week. Suicide rate went up. They had four days of rain. Just getting on the suicide. Oh. And, and, and that's four out of 365, so, you know. Wow. On the yeah, plus side. It's spoiled. Yeah. yeah. And I, think, I, I think Fred, Fred, Fred is weather-deprived. That's, that's his problem right now. He's weather-deprived. He doesn't have weather. Yeah, I know. And so yet, I'm I getting still confused. Think... So Fred is in California? California. California. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ray, where are you? Aurora. Naperville. Naper- yeah. Naperville. Aurora, Naperville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hence why the Naperville question was there is that, you know, Ray is yeah. snow enhanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, I lived yeah, for a lot of my life. Yeah, you really didn't get as much snow. I feel sorry for no. those people in the Northeast. They really got slammed. Oh, they got hammered. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, what is it? The three, four, four nor'easters, northeaster. I forgot how they pronounce that. Northeaster uh, storms North in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Feel for them. This. Weather is one of Ray's and my favorite topics, like I said. I was there for two weeks in December during that record-tying uh, air period of below 20 degrees. So I still have my Midwestern car, but we love to talk about snow. So let's you take keep, it back to – go ahead. You keep coming back. What can I tell you? You keep coming back. Okay, go I ahead. I like Fred. you, Ray. I like you. That's why I keep coming back. I love it. Well, there's a lot of ah. great there's a lot of great things. I mean, I I am really happy that I started my business in the Chicago market. Huh? Um, mm-hmm. Twenty years ago, it was a good place. Uh, they're not easy to to sell to. So when you get um, that type of experience, I always say, you know, <laughs> you can sell in Chicago, you can sell anywhere. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, So how would somebody go about, um, what would be the steps to go about setting up a mystery shopper program? Basically, they just have to email us or give us a call and um, just we'll talk about what they're looking for, what they've done in the past, what their budget is, and we just take it from there. We have templates set up and Again, in almost every industry out there that we can give them a starting point with, and and then we align it with their training um, and you know objectives of what they want to see out of the program and frequencies and so forth. And we just started out. Usually, takes about three weeks. Um, the survey creation is the hardest part. Okay, uh, so, so but we're there to guide it- through that. 
when you said it takes three weeks, do you mean to get set up to do it, or is that the whole program period of time? No, that's to get set up um, for okay. an ongoing pro- program, yeah. Mm. So a person could see results in, what, two months? Oh, before that. If we get started in three weeks, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the hard part, like I say, is the survey creation um, because once, you know, if you get committees and if you get groups of people that need to approve it before it can get launched, um, that can be a rather cumbersome activity, mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth. We do give them a template to start with and say, here's how we recommend doing it. Um, we recommend setting up a survey evaluation form, you should really call it, I guess, so it's not to be confused with a customer survey, but you want to step through the whole process from beginning to end, so we'll evaluate the outside, go in, evaluate the greeting, order the food, say, for example, if it's a food place, um, track the amount mm-hmm. of time it takes to have that food delivered. All those things have to be um, organized in in the right fashion so that when you read the report, it flows correctly mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. able to get a from start to finish viewpoint of the experience the customer had. So that takes a little bit of time, but two to three weeks usually, and once that gets approved, then we just put it into our system and um, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. mystery shoppers start executing. Once a mystery shopper does a shop, we turn it around and uh, 48 hours, and uh, the client gets an email notification mm-hmm. that they have a Mr. Shop waiting to be seen. They just click on a link, and there it is. And it's um, also tied to over 20 analytical reports. So if a client mm-hmm. does it on a regular basis, there's some really good data there that they can actually see if they're improving year after year. Mm, they can see trends. They see trends, exactly, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have so if, that, that have been with if, us if, so, if someone wanted your service, what would they, uh, how, how would they Google you and what is your phone number? Would they um, Google and, our, you know. We have a, we have a toll-free number um, I could give you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 866-703-8238. Okay. And, and your website is, uh, and, and Michael's? Uh, we, yes, and, and Michael's LTD.com. Okay. So people can get a hold of you. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. So what's the last words you'd have for our listeners on um, seeing, you know, seeing their business through their customers' eyes? What is it that most people seem to miss and they should fix? I would say um, greeting. The greeting mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. Uh, you can, you know, if you walk in – into a place of business and you have never been there before, let's say, how you're greeted is going to be very important. And so I would say, but it's yeah. Um, 
you know, it provides so, like, it's a welcoming, welcoming thing. So you're telling me that I shouldn't keep saying, hey, butthead, what is it you want? Let me alone? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you that's... Fail your, you would fail your mystery shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ray. You know, another that really one... cool thing to do. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. no, go ahead, please. I like cool things to do. Let's me screw with more people. Another cool thing to do is, what I like to do is tell our clients, you know, have your employees use your evaluation form and let them go shop the competitor. And then if they're, when they're in the shoes of being a mystery shopper, you know, it kind of gives them a new perspective. And, um, yeah, it could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great idea. It, It also helps to answer the phone. I know when, when I, I mean, it sounds so stupidly simple, but I know if I'm shopping for something, you know, a, a, a service of, let's say, lawn care, I'll uh, dial three people and none of them will answer the phone. <laughs> you have no, to leave it's a message. That's so true, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, you're right. So, it's yeah, it starts with something very basic. Answer the damn phone. <laughs> yeah. So, politely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, politely. <laughs> yeah, politely. And I right, no more. What do you want, butthead? I always love that. What do you want, butthead? You're bothering me. But okay, uh, I'll I'll quit doing that one. I'm unhappy with that. But yes, even I can grow. So, Fred, you're gonna close us. Yeah, folks, uh, we want to thank our, our guests this week, Kathy Doring of Ann Mitchell's. Michaels. Michaels. Michaels, thank you. Sorry. Brain went south there. I was still thinking about not using Hey Butthead. Um, so we're, <laughs> we've learned a lot on how to look at our business through the eyes of our customer, and this is great stuff. Um, reminder, next week is Pillars of Franchising live with Fred and Ray together in Phoenix talking at the Molly Maid Convention, or as we call it, the Molly Chronicles. Tune in next week to learn more. See everyone later.